0: Hello, everybody. Welcome your asses back to another episode of Sniffin' Lines. This is your boy, Hunter Mickles. Boy, do we got a lot to talk about tonight. We got ourselves a jam packed episode. We got locks of the week. We got a betting expert guest picker. Yeah, you guys heard it. A betting expert guest picker. And then we're ending the pod with the rest of my bets this week. I told you guys Monday, I'm getting hot this week. This is my week to get hot, I'm feeling it. I struggled last week, my locks were horrible, I went 0-3, that doesn't matter right now. This is a brand new week, I'm gonna dominate the board. I love the board, I love it. I'm gonna dominate it. But let's just hop right into it. We're starting off with the locks of the week. And at number one, we got Tate. He's 6-0 so far this season. His first lock of the week is Florida State minus 26 at Boston College. He said it's going to be a bloodbath. He said hide the kids and hide the wives. It's going to get ugly. He said Boston College has looked horrible this season, and Florida State will double the spread, no doubt. He put in no doubt at the end of this one. That's how confident he is. So Florida State minus 26 is his number one lock of the week. Then he's got Iowa State minus two and a half at Ohio. He said this is honestly just disrespectful. Iowa State looked eh on offense last week, but it's hard to argue that there's a better defense they'll play all season outside of Iowa. I'm going to have to agree with him on that. Like, I think Iowa's got the best defense in the country, but... He thinks Iowa State's gonna roll in there and take it by two plus scores. Said offense will work out a few more kinks and the defense will do what it does and shut Ohio down. This one's a little iffy for me. I think they're forgetting Ohio's got a damn good, a damn good quarterback, uh, one player of the year last year. Damn good quarterback. And then he's got Washington minus sixteen and a half at Michigan State. Michigan State's a total shit show right now. Said Washington still has Michael Penix Jr. And that's really all they need to walk away and cover this one. So, his three locks Florida State minus 26 at Boston College, Iowa State minus 2.5 at Ohio, and Washington minus 16.5 at Michigan State. Up next, we got Nick Ryder at 4 and 2 this season. He's got Oklahoma minus 27.5 versus Tulsa. Said so it's basically a home game for Oklahoma. They had a down week on offense last week against SMU, and he's looking for them to explode again like they did in week one. I really like this bet, OU minus 27.5. Then he's got Iowa State minus 2.5 at Ohio. He said it's a homer pick, but Iowa State's offense bounces back and the defense keeps up its top-notch play. He said Iowa State wins by double digits on the road. Interesting. The two Iowa State fans in the in the locks of the week pick Iowa State to win. I don't know about that one but that's what they got and then he also has Washington minus 16 and at Michigan State he said Sparties are in shambles after being rocked by a phone sex scandal involving former head coach Mel Tucker I mean ain't that something he Mel Tucker is a dirty a dirty man dirty little boy you are Mel Tucker dirty little boy and then he says Penix and Co is just gonna to be too much to handle for him. Just like, um, just like the phone sex was too much to handle for Mel Tucker. But all right, Riders Locks. I gotta stop with that. But Riders Locks are Oklahoma minus twenty-seven and a half versus Tulsa, Iowa State minus two and a half at Ohio, and Washington minus sixteen and a half at Michigan State. Coming up, not coming up next, we got Jake Healy. He's three and three on the season. His first lock, Duke minus 18 and a half versus Northwestern. He's got no explanation on it. But he did say he played North, Northwestern's quarterback in a 7v7 one time. and He said he's dog shit. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But I, I trust him. I trust him. But he's got Duke minus 18 and a half. Then he's got Navy plus 14 at Memphis. Doesn't have an explanation for it. But Navy's triple option might be tough for Memphis to stop. And then he's got App State at home against Eastern Carolina. He said lock him in 3-0 for sure. You know, we'll see how that goes. But if he goes 3-0, I'd I'd be proud of him because, you know, Jake, you're just not that great of a better, my my friend. But, uh, yeah. So he's got Duke minus 18.5, Navy plus 14, and App State minus 9.5. Then we got Blake at 3 and 3. He's starting it off with South Carolina plus 27 and a half at Georgia. Says Spencer Rattler's finally getting into rhythm and this will be Georgia's first game for someone with a pulse. I do agree. i saw something today where South Carolina's like it's like a gun with 12 different uh 12 different chambers, 11 of them are empty and one's just got a round in it. This could be the game that South Carolina just somehow pulls off an upset or at least keeps it close. So I like that bet. South Carolina plus 27.5 at Georgia. Then he's got Missouri plus 6 at home against Kansas State. Very big game here for Missouri. Very big game. He says it should be a close enough game to stay within 6. And he likes Missouri as a home underdog. I like Missouri As Well, but you know, Kansas State's a tough game. They got Will Howard at quarterback Um, Their coach since he came in seven years ago 33-18 and one against the spread not bad not bad numbers and Then he finishes it off with Alabama minus 32 at USF and he says lock it in I like this bet. Alabama is gonna be looking to bounce back. Um, It's at USF though I mean, I can't remember the last time Alabama traveled out of conference like this, but I think it's not gonna matter. I think Alabama's gonna absolutely destroy USF. So he's got South Carolina plus 27 and a half, Missouri plus six, and Alabama minus 32. And then we move on to probably the best better here out of everybody. Don't, just ignore my record, that doesn't matter, okay? It, just ignore it. it Records don't mean shit, okay? Everybody knows that. It's just about how you read the board. Anyways, we got myself up next at 2-4 and four so far this season. I have Duke minus 18.5 versus Northwestern. Northwestern is just very, very bad. They're horrible. Duke has a very solid defense, and Riley Leonard is a damn good, damn good quarterback. I think they can win this by 3-plus touchdowns at home against a very shitty Northwestern team. Then I got Mississippi State plus 9.5 versus LSU. Um, I talked about this one on Monday, and I decided to move this into a lock of the week for me. I just really like this number for Mississippi State. Mississippi State is running the ball a lot this year, and LSU struggles to stop anything on the defensive side of the ball. They, they really struggled to stop grambling. Uh, they had 200 yards in the first three drives of the game. Last week, I mean, LSU still killed them. That was just because of their offense. But I think this game's going to start off with Mississippi State running the ball and running the ball very well. And I think they can kill LSU with the play action later. I'm not saying they're going to win this game because I don't think Mississippi State's defense is good enough to stop LSU. But I think Mississippi State makes it tight, makes it interesting, and covers 9.5. And, and then I have Penn State at Illinois over 48.5. Um, Illinois' defense is just really bad this year. I don't know where it came from. Granted, they did lose their defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters, to uh, Purdue. He's the head coach there. And then they lost a lot of draft picks uh, off their defense. But still, I figured they'd be able to bounce back and kind of still be a dominant defense. But that's just not the case. They're bad. They're very bad this year. And this is the best offense they've faced yet. They gave up 28 against Toledo and 34 against Kansas. I'm looking for Penn State to score a lot, and force Illinois to play faster on offense. Which so I'm hoping Illinois can score like 17, 20 points or something like that. And I mean, even if they score 17, they're not holding Penn State to only 32 points. Uh, I think Penn State can put up 40 easily on this defense, um, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen. So my three is Duke minus 18 and a half versus Northwestern, Mississippi State plus nine and a half versus LSU. And Penn State at Illinois over 48 and a half. And last but not least, we got C.J. Mickles. He is one and five on the season, struggling big time, struggling big time. But he's looking to bounce back. He he says he's going three and all this week. But he's got Wisconsin minus 19 and a half at home against Georgia Southern. Uh, Georgia Southern just they put up a lot of points. So this is going to be an interesting one. Wisconsin's defense did not look good against the pass last week, and Georgia Southern uh finished top 5 in the country in passing yards last year. Um so this one is going to get interesting real fast, I think. But CJ says Wisconsin minus 19 and a half, so we'll trust them. Then he's got Clemson minus 24 and a half versus Florida Atlantic. Don't have much to say about this game. I don't I had Clemson in the playoffs. They looked really bad in week 1. Their offense looked pretty good last week, but they played Charleston Southern, so what the fuck does it matter? Um, but yeah, he's got Clemson minus 24 and a half. And then he has Northwestern plus 18.5 at Duke. So Jake and myself were at least winning one lock this week because CJ's not winning that one. We CJ went 0-3 last week, one and two the week before. We know he ain't winning that lock. Come on, get the fuck out of here if you think he is. But but he said he's gonna go 3-0 this week, so I guess we'll find out. I probably shouldn't talk shit because I'm two and four. I'm only one pick ahead of him. But anyways, CJ's going with Wisconsin minus 19.5 versus Georgia Southern. Clemson minus 24.5 versus Florida Atlantic. And Northwestern plus 18.5 at Duke. So that'll wrap up the locks. Um just uh go through them again, or go through the standings again. In first place we got Tate at six and Second place we got nick Ryder at four and two. Third place we got jake healy at three and three or tied for third place then tied for third as well as blake at three and three then in fifth place we got myself hunter at two and four and in sixth place we got cj at one and five so those are the standings through uh two weeks of locks but we're looking to bounce back we went seven and 11 last week 12 and six the week before who knows We might go like 15 and 3 this week you just you follow us. We're the best bettors on Spotify If you don't trust us don't listen to the pod because I'm telling you these picks are winners. I can just feel it Up next we move on to the guest picker segment I ain't gonna spoil who it is. But like I said at the beginning of the pod, It is a betting expert He's been he's been hot this year. So let's just hop right into it. Hope you guys enjoy here is the guest picker. We are joined now by the betting expert himself, Mr. Six and Tate Pussel. Tate, thanks for coming on. How you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Sitting at 6 0 couldn't be any better. I'm loving it.
0: Yeah, not for long. Not for long. <laughs> you you better hope, not for long. That Iowa State pick's gonna get you this week. I can I'll tell you that right now. I hate to say it, but you're probably right. So <laughs> don't be surprised. Oh, Wouldn't we got this first handle broke my heart. No, it definitely would not be. Um we got some games to talk about this week though. There, there's some good matchups. You kind of got oh, screwed yeah. over. Some tough, some tough picks here. I don't know how it's gonna go, but Noah is sitting at eight and two, so that's gonna be tough to beat. But yeah, you're, gonna a, your, bar, so... you're gonna give it a high you're gonna give your best shot here.
1: I'll try. Not not the best, not the best group of games to try and beat that, but we're gonna try.
0: Well, let's just start it off with Penn State, minus 14 and a half at Illinois. What do you got going in this one? Dude,
1: you got to go Penn State, minus 14 and a half. Illinois has looked horrible this year. I mean, they have not lived up to – the defense has not lived up to the hype at all. And Penn State is a good-looking football team, and I think they'll they'll easily cover that game. That's I mean, I just – I don't see any way that this game stays close at all.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm going to agree. I got Penn State minus 14.5 as well. I just – Illinois' defense just is not good. So so weird. Second best defense in the country last year, and now they're one of the worst. But we'll see what Penn State does there. Um, We got LSU minus 9.5 at Mississippi State. It's going to be a good one.
1: I – don't okay. I have Mississippi State covering that because that's I mean Mississippi State's defense is pretty solid and LSU is, they're I mean they can score but they're also that Florida State game really kind of changed my, the way I think about them because yeah. uh, they just they didn't look they didn't look like the LSU I expected them to be and Mississippi State can force turnovers like they, last week they had five turnovers, I mean the offense needs to step it up because they only won in overtime but five turnovers and. I think they'll cover. I don't know if they'll win, but I think we'll cover that nine and a half for sure at home too. Those cowbells will be, they'll be, they'll
0: be helping them out for sure. They'll be ringing, that's for sure. 11 a.m. kickoff. I mean, I have Mississippi State plus nine and a half as a lock, so I have to go with them. I mean, RIP Mike Leach, but the air raid offense is missed down there. Will Rogers, there is a stat. He's thrown 46 times through two games this year. He threw 46 times in seven different games last year. That's they're, crazy. I didn't, I didn't realize they weren't using him that much. No, they're, i so surprised that he's a damn good quarterback. And really good. they're running the ball. They're running the ball well, though. And I think I think they just take advantage of LSU's like poor defense. I think they run, and they run real well. And then they switch to some play action. Some deep balls can hurt LSU secondary late in the game. Um, then we got Kansas State, minus five. They're traveling to Missouri. What do you got? I got K-State covering. I mean, it's going to be kind of tough
1: going on the road to, you know, a quote-unquote SEC school, whatever. But Missouri only won by four against Middle Tennessee State. That's pretty that's pretty rough to look at. So, in Kansas State, I mean, they're – they're solid under the their newer coach, and they've looked they looked really good last year. This year they've looked solid, so I think we'll cover pretty well, pretty easily against Missouri.
0: Yeah, they got Will Howard at quarterback, and I uh, another stat I saw today under their coach, they're thirty three, eighteen, and one against the spread. Um, I, I just you can't pick against them. You are gonna win money yeah. if you bet if you bet on them. You are gonna win money, so I am gonna bet on them. Kansas State minus yeah, yeah, five for. Yeah, exactly. Kansas State minus five for both of us. Moving over to Chapel Hill, we got Minnesota going to North Carolina. North Carolina is a seven and a half point favorite. What are you thinking?
1: This was definitely one of the tougher ones. I, I think North Carolina will cover. I, it's a, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, Minnesota, their defense is good. It's Big Ten. I mean, they're gonna have a decent. They're gonna, I mean, they have a really good defense, but I think UNC. I think it'll be close. But I think UNC will pull away kind of later and cover because, I mean, Drake May is, he's a damn good quarterback. You can't, I mean, it's hard to go against him. So I think they'll cover and get that win.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Drake May didn't have the best game uh, last week against uh, App State. I think he has a massive bounce back game. Minnesota's secondary is real good, but I just think Drake May is just He didn't play well. He wants to win the Heisman, I think. I think he's going to have a bounce back game. Yeah, I think North Carolina can – I think they can win by more than eight points for sure. And then, yeah, Washington minus 16. They're traveling to Michigan State. I had some choice words for Mel Tucker earlier in the podcast. Um, What do you think goes on here? Well, I mean, Washington's one of my locks. College football
1: playoff dark horse, I'm going to roll with them. They, Michael Penix is he is a dog. I'm gonna take. I mean, like, I in my my uh, reason behind the pick. Michigan State's a shit show right now. They are, yeah, it's not looking good for them. I think Michael Penix will throw all over them and cover, and they'll win pretty easily. Yep, I think so too.
0: I mean, Michigan State, you just what are you doing sweetheart like this is bad and michael penix junior he's just going to take advantage of that he's i said it at the beginning of the year he was like my fourth best quarterback in the country i said dark horse heisman uh he has been showing it like crazy i think he continues doing that i think they steamroll michigan state i at the beginning of the year i thought michigan state would beat him, and now i think it's not even, it, it might be a 27 point game
1: Things have changed a bit since the yeah, start of the season for
0: sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. It's not good. But <laughs> now we'll go somewhere where it's still not very good. We're doing Tennessee minus six and a half at Florida. Florida's a shit show. What do you got?
1: I, I, that was almost one of my locks. I don't know. I think Florida, uh, they just, again, haven't looked that great this year. Kind of embarrassing. Ram Mertz does not look good. I think it's still another one of those games where it might be closer than everyone thinks. I mean, the line's set at six and a half and a half, Tennessee covering, but I think it's going to be one of those, another one of those games where it's close going into the second, late second or late third quarter. And then Tennessee will just kind of pull away there at the end and make it look a little more pretty for them. But it's, I think it'll be close for the first half.
0: Yeah. I, I agree on, it'll be close. I think Florida wins the game. Um, that's what we're going opposite ways here. I full uh, take there, but Florida's just got a good defense. Their offense is miserable, but I don't think it'll matter in this game. I'm not bought in on Joe Milton, uh, Tennessee's quarterback. He is inaccurate. He's, I mean, he overthrows a deep ball almost worse than Spencer Petras did. <laughs> Granted, he can throw the ball 80 yards, so it's kind of tough to control your arm strength. But yeah, that's right. I think Florida's defense takes advantage of him. Tennessee hasn't won in the swamp since 2003. I think that trend continues. I think Florida covers and wins outright.
1: I could see honestly. I could see that. I mean, I really could. But I think I'll stick. I think I'll stick with Tennessee on this
0: one. There we go. We go opposite ways for the first time. BYU at Arkansas. Arkansas, my my second love. I'm not wearing their hat tonight. I wish I was, but. Arkansas is an eight-point favorite. What are you thinking in this one?
1: You're going to love this. I got BYU yes. covering. I don't know Don't know if they're going to win, but I think they'll cover. I mean, Arkansas, looked, you got to admit, they looked kind of bad last week against Kent State. When 28-6, to, th- 28 to 6, their offense only scored 21 points, it's not a good look. I mean, BYU's defense, they haven't played anyone. But, I mean, they've looked. they looked good against bad teams. I don't know. I think Arkansas will win. But I think, I think BYU can cover. I think they can keep it close.
0: I'm think, going
1: on No, yeah, no. Going on the road, road kind of makes it iffy, but I think BYU will cover. I think they can do
0: it. I, I just don't think they have it in them. I think Arkansas, I think they can win by two tutties. They got KJ Jefferson, in my opinion, and this is not biased. I think he's the best quarterback in the SEC. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball. They got Rocket Sanders in the backfield. Not sure how healthy he is this week, but when he's healthy, he too is probably a top three running back in the SEC. Arkansas has got the offense for it. It just all comes down to their defense, and their defense played well last week. So I'm going to have some faith in my Razorbacks, and I'm going to say they cover the eight points.
1: They have the pieces to do it. We just got to see if they actually can do it. We'll see. I doubt
0: it. Um, then we go Syracuse minus two and a half at Purdue. This should be an interesting one. What do you got?
1: This one was easily my toughest one to pick this week. I just, I think I think Syracuse is going to cover. I I don't know, Purdue, they they beat Virginia Tech last week. I mean, Virginia Tech's, eh, I don't know, not that great, but they got the win. They lost to Fresno State, but Fresno State's not any pushover, so you can kind of respect them for that. Syracuse hasn't played anyone, but their offenses look great. I think Syracuse can go in and at least win by a field goal. I think they can do that. I mean, yeah, it's a night game in Purdue, but it's not against a Big Ten team. I don't think it matters. I think it only works for against Big Ten teams at night in Purdue. So I think the ACC team can come in and win that game.
0: I don't know. This is the third one in a right. row. We're going opposite. I'm taking Purdue, and I'm saying it's a night game. Syracuse has had an easy schedule. I don't know how good they really are. I know their quarterback is pretty solid, um, but I, other than that, I don't know shit about Syracuse. So um, I'm just going to go with the Big Ten. Uh, I have to. Thing about Purdue beating Virginia Tech last week is Virginia Tech is an underdog against Rutgers this week. So I don't think Virginia Tech's very good.
1: Uh, but- yeah, that kind of something. <laughs> oh. God. God damn. That's, that's, that changes, changes a lot on how I viewed Virginia Tech.
0: Yeah, they're, they're not very good. But That's it's a Big Ten. I mean, Purdue's winning this game. I, I'm saying it. Night game at home. They're going to knock off Syracuse. There we go. Three in a row where we're going opposite directions. Then we're moving to Pitt. Pittsburgh is a one-point favorite traveling to West Virginia. What do you think in this one? I think I lied. This was the toughest one to
1: pick. I kind of pretty much did a coin flip, and I think I'm going to go with Mm, I think I'm going to go with Pitt to win this one. I think I'm going to go with Pitt to win this one. I don't really have much reasoning because it was more of a coin flip. I mean, I think Pitt's going to come out on top on this one. This one's kind of just basic. I think Pitt's going to win.
0: Yeah, I don't have much to say. I just, West Virginia, I don't think they're very good. Um, Pitt, tough loss last week at home against Cincinnati. I think they're going to look to bounce back. So I'm going to go with Pitt minus one as well.
1: There we go, breaking the trend, and we're on the same page again.
0: There we go. And then probably the best game to talk about in all of this, probably the most important storyline in college football this year,
1: Colorado,
0: 23-point favorite at home against Colorado State. What in the world are we thinking in this one?
1: I'm on the prime train now. I'm on the bandwagon. I, I got Colorado covering this one, and they're going to win. They're going to really show off in this one, I think. I mean – Last week I was skeptical. I thought Nebraska could keep it close. They didn't, which I'm okay with. I don't like Nebraska. Fuck Nebraska. Nope, but, fuck Nebraska. <laughs> but I think Colorado is going to show off in this one. They're going to win big.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I got one word written down: Dion. And I am a little worried though. They go to Oregon next week. Um, it could be a little bit of a look ahead spot. But I just think Dion's going to have them ready to play. It could be a close game where they don't start off hot, kind of like that Nebraska game, but they just show that they're by far the better team with the better talent and just run away with it at the end. Yeah, I definitely can see that too.
1: I don't think Deion can – I don't think Deion's the type to let them kind of sleepwalk through a game. He's going to have them ready to go. They're going to be – I think think they actually will – they'll come running out of the gates and they'll win this one easy. Yeah. They got game day too. We've got game
0: day in Colorado. It's crazy. That is true. A little bit of a distraction, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, a little bit. It's all right. And There's the 10 picks, but I just wanted to talk about one last thing before I let you go. Um, There was a big game last week. I don't know if you watched it at all. Um, The Iowa Hawkeyes traveled to Ames, Iowa, to take on the Iowa State Cyclones. I know you're a big Iowa State fan. Uh, You were at the game, actually. You did watch it. Yeah, I was at the game. What were your thoughts on that one? My thoughts were
1: Pendleton kind of pushes the sorrows away. It's a great feeling to not have to worry about it. And I went three and zero oh on locks again. That's that's the only thing that kept me really happy on Saturday. That was a rough one. I it was just I think the best thing of the game was flyover and Trump was there. That's about all the positives there were. It was a rough one. So you but, uh, you I
0: know, did I, not look happy.
1: I wasn't happy, but I can. I, I was got. I, it's, I was easily the best defense. Iowa State. Iowa State will play all year. I'm not too worried about the team. It sucks to lose to Iowa. I'm used to it though. Last year was pretty fun. I went to Iowa City and watched Iowa State win there. Had to watch them lose again this year. It's all right. I'm used to it, and I'm not too worried about the team because Iowa is by far the best defense. they will play. I mean, I think Iowa State will be just fine. I think they can make, make a bowl game for sure. So I'm not too worried about it. I, I, I think they can. Don't look at me like that. Don't make
0: that. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. All, I think the funniest part was you snapped in the group chat about 10 seconds before it happened on my TV. I fucking hate Rocco. And then he threw a pick six. And uh, I was like, oh, I see what he's talking about now. Yeah,
1: yeah it was a rough one. Uh, yeah. Yep. It was. It was a lot of. A lot of sitting. Well, after I left the game at halftime, it was a lot of sitting in the lawn chair watching it. A little upset, just head in the hands occasionally. TVs went out at the tailgate. Had to watch it on my phone for a little bit. Oh it was, no! Yeah, I watched the lone Iowa State touchdown on my phone. That was a that was a good drive. I wish they could do yeah. that a little
0: more often. But yeah, very good drive. But, you know they're doing good clock management. Uh, you know I yeah, thought they, they had really. the lead twenty to six for a second, but. Then I looked at the scoreboard and they were down fourteen, taking eight minutes to score a touchdown. Yep, it, happens. It happens. Yep, yeah, it happens. it happens. yep, it happens in the best game for, for sure. Yep. If, you, if only you had Brian. If you had Brian as an offensive coordinator, it could have been a different story. You could have punted after the third play. I don't know who. I don't know who
1: I'd rather have that fucking moron or Nate Schilhassy that we have right now. I I felt like I was watching a Tom Manning led offense once again from last year. It was I I don't know. It was just. I don't even know what to say. It was, enraging. I would say, Disappointing said some game. things on Twitter. I didn't want to, I shouldn't have said. They're deleted now. I walked them back. Because. <laughs> hey, but guess what? George Trade's coming to Ames, so everything's looking up. Everything's that, looking up.
0: That's all that matters. Is the most important thing that's going to happen in Jack Trice. Trice.
1: Exactly. Best thing probably is going to happen in Jack Trice in a long time. So.
0: Most likely. Right. Well, yep. you know, I just figured we'd talk about that one before I let you go. Uh, Tate, yep. I right. appreciate yeah. you coming on. Um, yeah, you're 6-0 in locks. You're looking to go – got to go at least 9 – or no, I guess you got to go at least 8-2 and because we're going to do a tiebreaker at the end of the year if there's any ties. So looking to go 8-2 and two in the guest picks. We'll see how it goes, but uh, best of luck, It'll buddy.
1: Be It'll be a tough one this week, but I have faith. I've always got faith.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate you coming on <laughs> best. Thank you. All right. That was the betting expert guest picker, my cousin Tate, Mr. Six and o himself. Tate, I appreciate you coming on. Um, that, that, was a hell, that was a hell of a little, uh, interview thing we had there. It was a good, good time shooting shit. Um, but to End this episode. I'm just gonna recap the rest of my picks uh, this week uh, Besides my locks. Uh, I'll go I'll recap Monday's picks that I gave out I had Central Michigan plus 33 and a half at Notre Dame that spread is now up to 34 and a half if you want to hop on it and Then I had Georgia Tech plus 20 and a half at Ole Miss that now is down to plus 18 and a half so not very it's going down, uh, which makes me a little happier um, because it means Vegas agrees with me. So that's all right. I also had Mississippi State plus nine and a half, but I moved that to a lock. I talked about that earlier. So we'll just move on from there. And then my new picks that I'll talk about. First one, UL Monroe plus 36 and a half at Texas AM. AM has Auburn next week. Another look ahead game. I think ULM can score points against AM's defense. A&M's defense looked bad last week. ULM is not a good team, but I could see them holding uh and to only win it by like 30, 34 points, something like that, you know? So I have UL Monroe plus 36 and a half. Then I have UAB minus two and a half at home against Louisiana Lafayette. UAB can score a lot of points, and I think UAB is a better team. This will jump me into my next pick, which is Louisiana Lafayette at UAB over 59 and a half. Now, I said UAB can score a lot of points in that last pick, and that I think they're the better team. That doesn't mean Louisiana Lafayette cannot score. They can score a lot of points as well. They just put up 31 against Old Dominion last week. I think both teams will score a lot of points. I think it's gonna be a shootout. So give me UAB minus two and a half and the over 59 and a half. And then, my last pick of the week, for now, I'll put out another graphic on Friday uh, on Twitter, at lines Pod. but for now, my last pick is Arizona, minus 17.5, at home against UTEP. UTEP is a horrible team. They just lost last week to a horrible Northwestern. Arizona isn't great, but they're 10 times better than UTEP. They're going to steamroll UTEP. It's not even going to be close. I don't know how the spread is 17 and a half. I love Arizona in this game. Give me Arizona minus 17 and a half. So to recap, talked about my three locks earlier. The rest of my picks, Central Michigan plus 33 and a half. Georgia Tech plus 20 and a half. UL Monroe plus 36 and a half. UAB minus two and a half. uh, Louisiana Lafayette. UAB over 59 and a half, and Arizona minus 17 and a half. That'll do it for this pod. Again, I appreciate you guys so much for listening. Uh, I love doing this shit. I have so much fun talking college football, especially talking gambling about college football. Um, it's just, it's the time of my life. This is a dream of mine. I really hope you guys enjoy listening. But for now, this was sniffing Lines with Hunter Mickles. Peace.